So now the robots are after songwriting jobs too. Uh, some people are saying that AI is going to take over music and even top some of the charts. We'll have uh, like an automated Backstreet Boys before this is all over with. I'm going to talk about that and also reminisce a bit about some friends of mine that had a music playlist collaboration, for lack of a better word. <laughs> and this was all before streaming was cool. We would send old-fashioned CDs in the mail. It was a simpler time back then. It was the time of Kaztex. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. Thank you for listening. Have, have I thanked you lately? Because this is me thanking you. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Sarah for taking the seven day vegan challenge. She listened to episode 30 and decided to give the plant-based diet a shot. And uh, you're saving the planet, Sarah. Good job. And uh, for anyone curious, episode 30, check it out. Seven day vegan challenge. Someone posted an article a while back about how we won't be listening to music in like another decade. Um, it's from this billionaire guy, Vinod Koshia. I'm sure I'm really butchering that name, but he uh, he's a venture capitalist and he says that in 10 years from now, we won't be listening to music. Uh, instead, he believes we'll be listening to custom song equivalents that are automatically designed specifically for each individual and tailored to their brain, uh, their listening preferences and their particular needs. Um, this guy's rich, but not from making music. So I, I don't know, Vinod. I don't, I don't know if this is really what's going to happen. I just I can't see robots putting good songwriters out of a job. The record industry is already doing that all on its own. But in all seriousness, not everyone sees the induction of AI into music as a bad thing. I mean, you can get analytics now on streaming platforms. And if you think about that, it gives the artist just a bird's eye view of you know where their fans are geographically, how many they have in each region. And I am starting to like some of the Spotify featured playlists that they recommend, which I'm sure is algorithm AI based. Um, but AI can do all kinds of other things to help performers as well, like uh, in live concerts, recordings. Um, algorithms can automatically detect and remove mic bleed and correct it instantly. And, you know, just the recording software is somewhat an automated experience. I mean, I don't have any of the instruments that you hear in my theme music, but with the help of GarageBand, I, I can put together all kinds of songs and sound effects. And some people do rely too much on technology and probably will continue. <laughs> I think uh, a prime example is auto-tune. You know, some people use it as pitch correction because they really can't sing that well. But 
there are others who use it like a, an effect. An example of this is Emotion Heap or Bronnie Vare. This guy loves him some auto-tune. But like Emotion Heap, it's over-the-top saturated with the effect and it just creates this whole new sound from the voice. Check this track out. It's called Hey Ma. on this one it's a good thing or at least not a bad thing to have some AI introduced into the art form however in the spirit of human generated playlist I started one for the coffee buzz and probably will have one every month because I am obsessed with making playlists Steve gave me the idea for this he said I should throw a playlist together out there every month and uh it was funny because he and I used to be part of this music club. Uh, we had 12 members, one for each uh, month of the year. And, it, and if it was your month, you would create a mix CD and send it to the other 11 members. And this was before streaming really took off. So at least like it is today, I mean, Pandora was around, but that was not really built for making playlists. So we relied on old-fashioned CDs. And I think it was Steve or Jen that started the whole thing out. Uh, maybe it was Scott. I know the three of them somehow came up with this. Um, but it was basically friends of friends type of thing. Just a bunch of music snobs <laughs> um, or nerds, depending on how you look at that. But uh, it was great because... I would get new music every month and there really were no rules on genre. Um, it was encouraged to pick new music or undiscovered artists, but really anything goes was, was more or less the motto. Uh, we had rap, country, uh, folk, pop, electronic. It was what I like to call on the website, it was a musical tapestry. Um, it's where I first heard Strand of Oaks. Steve was always dropping something like this in the middle of his mix. Uh, he would have, you know, normal songs, and then all of a sudden he would play, he would have this at like track five or something. 
allá afuera, pero el día que yo me muera, sé que tendrás que llorar. But now I know who Vicente Fernandez is. I discovered so much from Kaztec, so much music. One thing that happened a few times is that I would hear a song and say, oh yeah, I'm going to put that on my mix. And it would be a few months off. And I think this is the song that's going to blow everybody's mind. And then before my month came, someone would beat me to it. <laughs> uh, it was like we were all sharing the same brain sometimes. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, any specific, uh, but just, you know, a random example would be like Brian did with uh, the Purity Ring. when I heard this on his mix. <laughs> but he beat me to it fair and square. Uh, there was one year where we had more than 12 members. So the couples in the group had to double up. And Kim and I had some serious deliberations over what songs made the list. Um, we have some musical taste in common, quite a bit. But then there are also some very stark differences. Um, I tend to like darker, more eccentric music, and um, you know, Kim likes more melodic uh, songs. So getting that to all line up in a cohesive mix <laughs> was an interesting experience. And you might say, why not just do a 20-song mix, each do 10 songs? But the challenge was to have 10 to 15 really good songs that you could you could load up as many as you wanted, as many as this CD would hold. But I don't think that was the best strategy for getting your mix really heard from start to finish. Uh, it, it was all about picking those select, undiscovered gems and uh, not letting them get drowned out by any filler songs. was like getting an inside peek, you know, into your friend's current rotation of music. We had members in California, Arizona, and Texas. And I think it was Jen that came up with the name Kaztex for the group. And I really miss it. I mean, it was time consuming. Uh, and uh, I get why it eventually ended. But... Um, 
you know, not only were you expected to submit your own mix and uh, mail it out to 11 other people, but you were also expected to write a review of all the other mixes each month on the Facebook group. We took it pretty seriously. It was like a fantasy football league equivalent in terms of like time invested. But um, I think that's why the music was so good. Um, based on the mixes that I got from people, I know they put a lot of time into it. I know I spent a lot of time just thinking about what order they should go in. I really wanted people to just have from start to finish a listening experience like an old school mixtape. And some people even made artwork for their CD covers. It was actually one of the last things that I got in the mail that wasn't a bill or something I ordered from Amazon. Castex lasted for about four years, I think, but I do think about it from time to time. I'll uh, hear a song and uh, think, oh, this will be great for Castex. So uh, I think I'm going to do a little monthly mix for the Coffee Buzz. And if anybody wants to join, I'll share any playlist you send over the Coffee Buzz podcast at gmail.com. I'll be posting my September mix in the form of a Spotify playlist on my website, the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. In the show notes, you can find it and in all the usual social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Okay, buddy. Uh, I was just trying to cheer us up, so go ahead. Put on some old sad bastard music, see if I care. I don't want to hear old sad bastard music, Barry. I just want something I can ignore. Here's the thing. I made that tape special for today. My special Monday morning tape for you. Special What's fucking Monday afternoon. You should get out of bed earlier. Come on, dude. Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? Little Latin loopy loo. Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels. No!